You're listening to the sermons of First Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor James Hunick, and I'd like to welcome you. I pray that this sermon will help you in your Christian faith. If you'd like to join us, you can come to First Lutheran Church at worship at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. with a Bible study in between. For more information about our congregation or the Lutheran tradition, please go to www.youhaveaplace.com. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. We are working through the book of Romans right now. Over the course of the book, we have seen a number of points that St. Paul has made. The first three chapters were spent telling all of us that everyone is a sinner. Jews were sinners. Gentiles were sinners. Which meant that all of us are sinners. Religious and non-religious people alike. None of us can live up to God's standard. And it closes with the explanation of the free gift of grace that God delivers us through Jesus Christ. That despite our sin, he offers salvation by the death and resurrection of our Savior. Next, Paul pointed out that this has always been the way that God works, that he has done this since the very beginning when he came to Abraham, who believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. We continued on through Romans uh, to the point where Paul continues to talk about this grace that God has given us until we get to a question which asks, Now that we live in grace, how should we live? It's an important question, isn't it? Because the first thing you do is when you say, you can never follow the rules and God forgives you anyway, people will say then, sweet, I don't have to follow the rules? Which, of course, is not That is what Paul asks here. He says, what then? Are we to sin because we are not under law but under grace? That's the Pauline version of that. Sweet, no rules, right? No is, of course, what he says. St. Paul then sets up two options for the human being. What he says is when human beings live, we either obey sin, he calls us slaves to sin, or we obey righteousness. He says, being slaves to righteousness. And the question was, who do you obey? Now I have to tell you, after I submitted this title, I thought to myself, am I being a good and obedient grammarian here? Isn't this supposed to be whom do you obey? Hmm, I actually don't know. Maybe maybe the uh, English teachers in the congregation can help me out afterwards, right? But we all have to obey, right? At least something. And in the Christian church, we recognize that there are really only two sides. There is sin, death, and Satan, or there is God and righteousness. 
and you obey one or the other. Now, as Americans, when you hear the word obey, I bet you don't like it. I bet you react relatively negatively. We are, in fact, the most individualistic nation and culture on the planet. We, our ancestors came here because they don't like obeying. And yet, the pastor is up here saying, who do you obey? You have to choose. And we know this is the case because even independent people follow in a pack. Have you ever noticed that the independent groups in the history of America have kind of a uniform, right? You look back at all the different rebel groups, rebel cultures in the United States, and they all dress the same. Think about the beatniks. You remember the beatniks? Slam poetry, cafes, they all dress the same, right? Black, black with a beret, the rebels felt the need to have a uniform. What about the greasers? You know what they look like? Because of grease, right? They've got the hair, the pompadour, the white t-shirt, cigarettes in the sleeve, and, well, you know. What about the hippies? They've got a look. They were the rebels of their day. Even the hipsters, the ones who are ironic about everything, somehow you can spot a hipster from a mile away, which I could do in my old neighborhood in Chicago. They always had the giant bushy beards and they wore super tight pants. And yet they were supposed to be the rebels. That's because human beings are not independent. It doesn't matter how much you wish you were. We always follow. We always need a tribe, a group, a story, a belonging. And in the spiritual world, no matter how independent you want to be, you are either following sin, death, and the devil, or God leading towards righteousness. And St. Paul asks, which one do you want to present your, your body to? Do you want to follow righteousness or sin? When you put it that way, Pastor, that sounds like an easy choice, right? but it's less so when we hit our day-to-day -day activities. Because sin often is the one that our bodies want to do. It's the choice that we want to make when we're tired, when our will is worn down, and, well, it would just feel nice this one time. And so what St. Paul is suggesting to us is that a life a disciplined Christian life, following righteousness, is the aim that all of us should have. That we should turn away from following sin, discipline ourselves 
so that we can lead towards righteousness. This is all because of the grace that God has given. What St. Paul says is that God has set the Romans free from the sinful ways that they once walked in. You see, they were once trapped in sin because they didn't know who God was. They didn't know anything about their Savior, Jesus Christ, and couldn't possibly know the holiness that he gives them. And when the message of the gospel came to them, they were set free. And the same is true for all of us. Before the gospel came, no matter how young you were, you couldn't have followed righteousness because you need the Holy Spirit to do it. You need to know about Jesus. But you have been set free from that, which means it's time to keep going in that direction, to live a disciplined Christian life. So, St. Paul says, Present yourselves as slaves to righteousness and not slaves to sin. Why? Well, when you present yourselves as obedient slaves to God, you do things that are good for you and holy. And isn't that a good thing? One of the things that is, is challenging for Christians is that when we face a decision that our, we're tempted to do, we often think, wouldn't it be so much more fun to do the tempting thing, right? I know I've been in that position. I often happens to me when I, when I have food that I'm not supposed to eat. In fact, Kathleen's office is the source of most of my temptation with all the candy in it. And I break my will but what I know is that if I continue to eat all of her candy, my running and my health will suffer, right? If I don't live a disciplined life, I won't reach my goals. And it's the same in the Christian life. Every time we turn towards temptation, what we end up doing is marking a path and taking an extra step towards the things we don't want and away from the holiness that we do. Every time we, we take a disciplined life and focus on following God, we are ingraining habits and the good things that God wants for us in our life. St. Paul talks about this when he says, what were you getting when you were following this, this slavery to sin? Things that you were ashamed of. Right? But when you follow righteousness, what do you get? Sanctification that leads to eternal life. And the worry here is the more we turn towards sin, the more we ingrain the habit of walking away from righteousness. And you do it a couple of times, you know, there's always forgiveness. But the question is, for how long? How long can you walk away from God before it begins to affect your faith? This is why we live a disciplined life. Why we keep saying, turn to God, 
ingrain these habits of receiving God's grace through his sacraments and hearing his word and coming to church because it is all about developing the habits of being a faithful Christian. And habit, one good habit, leads to another good habit. God wants us to have this. So that instead of drifting into sin, we can march towards the holiness of the gift of God that he gives us. And it's all because of the great end that Paul has in mind both for the Romans and for us. He says, But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and to its end, eternal life. And that's the goal. That's why we live a disciplined Christian life. It's because we want to stay focused on the free gift of God so that we don't turn away from it. We want to stay focused on the amazing gift of Jesus Christ. And we know that on the last day, he will come back and raise us from the dead. And this outstanding gift that Christ won for us on the cross and rose from the grave to give us will be there for us. And so we keep our eyes focused on that. What we don't want is the other way. As St. Paul says, for the wages of sin is death. We don't want to take our steps down the path of sin and to continue to follow that. Because we know that eventually that path ends in eternal death and damnation. Eternity in hell. What is glorious about God's promise, though, is that it is available for all who come to it. The gift of the Holy Spirit that you get here is a gift that can sustain you in your disciplined life in Christ. We just have to know that while the gift of God is free, following him takes work. It takes discipline. It takes gathering here to receive. And turning away from sin so that the joy that we can have on the last day will be full in God's grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to our sermons. If you have any questions about anything that you've heard or anything about the Lutheran tradition, I would love to answer them. Please contact me at pastorhuenink at youhaveaplace.com.